Hello, everybody, somebody, or nobody. Uh, welcome back to Sip Kids. I am one of your hosts, Juan. I'm Gabby. I am Kimmy. And I am Priscilla. Today, we will be interviewing a PAA student, um, which is Performing Arts Academy student, um, from our school. Um, well, more like we'll be recreating oh yeah, we'll be an recreating. interview. Yeah. I also want to mention that since we're IB, we can't take um, PAA. Yeah, so we don't know much about it. So do you guys know exactly what PAA is? You just said it. Performing Arts Academy. Do you guys know exactly the program? Like, like I know you like do a lot of hands-on like, learning. It goes into the more of like the arts. I know uh-huh. they're the ones usually who participate in the school plays, I think. Yeah. yeah. Theater. <laughs> Theater. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, so we don't really know much about it. So I hope we get some more insight on the program this episode. See. So, yeah, so basically we interviewed um, a student, a PAA student um, named JD, who, yeah, she, like, we interviewed her and she kind of told us a little bit about her experience and, <laughs> and her experience and um, what she basically has learned from this. Okay, so Priscilla will be playing as Gabby, the interviewer. And then Gabby will be playing the interviewee, JD. JD. Okay. Let's introduce ourselves. Hello, my name is Gabby, and I like, um... <laughs> Come on, you know me! Drawing. I like drawing, one piece, hiking, nature, and slapping people. <laughs> <laughs> you make yourself so abusive. And, sure, okay, so I'm JD, I'm PAA, um... I really like mysteries and stuff like that. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I like mysteries and stuff. Well, yeah, because she's shoving the mic in front of my face. Alright. That's Gabby's, that's Yakima's dying dogs outside. They're barking. They're barking. They're not dying. They're not dying. Yeah. Normal behavior for dogs. <laughs> First question. Alright. <laughs> okay. Let's begin the interview. Oh, wait. I forgot. We need to ask for consent. Katie. Are you okay with being asked a couple questions? I guess so. I answered already. Alright, cool. <laughs> <laughs> How are your freshman CP classes different from your PAA classes? Because we all know that you had to take CP classes in freshman year, but because you couldn't but you were doing be in the, the PAA um, until sophomore year. PAA starts works. sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. So my freshman <laughs> CP classes are were much more different than my PAA classes in the sense that they are not as personable as um, PAA classes. And it almost feels like CV classes make you come and go without really taking any value with you of what you truly learned. Okay, okay, wait, wait. That's you like said personable? I don't know what personable. Personable as in, I'm You mean personal? I think more personal. I guess Pronounceable? That's what <laughs> personable. I guess more personal. Like that coming and going part, like... You don't feel that connection? Wait, what connection? I don't know connection. To the know, class? Uh, classes are just classes. Oh, yeah. And then, like, PA, you really get to explore new side of yourself, I guess. IB, I wouldn't know. I guess IB has <laughs> some exploration, but it's a lot of... Really? IB's academic yeah. exploration. PA academic is more like, yeah. more like self. Didn't we have yeah. a lunch in a PAA classroom one time? I don't know if it was you or with Gabby. I know it was me. with Francis. It was not with me. I think it was with you. We went into the classroom during lunch, and it was so fun just watching everybody play around and joke around and do these cool things. Was it on a rainy day? No. No? I'm trying to remember about But yeah, I noticed the big difference, like, in that sense, because all the PAA kids were more, like, outgoing and fun and, Mm -hmm. you know. And And then there's us. 
And yeah. then there's yeah, then, kids. yeah, IB like keeps us in like a box and then PA lets, lets you explore out of the box. Yeah, that's it's just IB's more academically kind. Yeah. More academic. PA is honestly PA something. Mm, yeah, it, it, PA would have been fun, but I don't think it. I don't know if it helps in college. Like, I think as much it does. As IB does. Well, mm. we'll see from JD's interview. Well, honestly, if I had to guess, because how you say this kind of helps you learn about yourself. I guess it's good in the aspect about when they ask you, why should you be in our college? Oh, yeah. You know? Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, I explore myself. I know this and this and that, and that's why. Okay. So, let's see. Okay, next question. Next question. How is your workload like in PA? So, she said, my workload is very flexible, but it can be chaotic at times if I don't tend to do it right away. But for the most part, it's manageable. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> What is PAA? How does it function? And how is it? How is it? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> how is it? <laughs> so, PAA has a very family-friendly vibe. Everyone seems to really to be really close, even if you don't know each other, which is really nice. Okay. <laughs> what are the requirements of PAA? Um, PAA required... Um, some of the requirements consist of at least a two <laughs> a two point GPA and uh, making you go out of your comfort zone in some forms. Mm-hmm. As you have to be willing to take courses like dance for a semester. Well they're they're like forced to take dance for a semester? Yeah, like okay, so basically the reason for this friend so I've known her from like long before mm-hmm. but like I wouldn't like talk to her as often, you know? But she was like an acquaintance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um sophomore year we we had dance together. So I would hang out with her, you know? Mm-hmm. And this year she was, and this is why we still like talk, you know, because of then. Mm-hmm. But um, this year she told me like, oh yeah, I, w- I had to take dance. You know, I was like, but didn't you like fulfill your PE requirements? And she was like, yeah, but like PAA tells me I have to take another semester. So this is like apart from PE. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the PAA requirement you have to take. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was her answer. Right, and like on your, cause I know P- if somebody, because here's the thing, with PAA, obviously if somebody doesn't want anything to do with the theater and they took PAA, it would be almost like wasted time for them. So for you, JD, what, how is PAA worth it for you and how does it benefit you? Yeah, I think PAA is very worth it in my book because not only is it what I signed up as as, a, as I was part of pre-PAA theater class per se, but it benefits me for what I want to pursue in college and in the far future. She doesn't mention what she wants to be like. Oh. Yeah, I guess we can assume it's like a performing arts yeah. kind of category. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Right. Is that your response to everything? Basically. Um, are there any disadvantages and are there any advantages in PAA? So the disadvantage to PAA can actually be the people if you don't see eye to eye exactly. And it can it could be on either end for each person. But otherwise there are many pros and cons since <laughs> they really guide you when you're struggling and very <laughs> understanding. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice for everything. It's like awkward silence. So I want to fill it in. Just nice. nice. <laughs> All right. Um. What do you like about PA? The thing I like the most about PA is the diversity of people inside as a whole and the unity we all bring to the table despite background. I think that brings the good in. I think that brings out in most people. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Sorry, I'm I'm that. I malfunctioned. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> She's buffering. <laughs> um, I think that brings <laughs> the good out on most people. Um, for those willing to work and communicate. Okay. So like, yeah. a like I guess involves you a lot of with collaborating with like your peers. I guess. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Thank God you started talking. I was about to say nice again. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Last question. Does PAA make you go out of your comfort zone? And if so, how far? Ooh. Okay. So, PAA, I think, makes you go out of your comfort zone to some degree with opening your mind to more that you may have considered before exp- expansion. Okay? Um, <laughs> I, really, I really like explaining things in questions, so please. Um, what? Wait, what? <laughs> okay, um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I feel like we need to explain that like we answered this question. Well, Gabby talked to JD through text, so this whole interview was done through text. So it's a little bit you know confusing to yeah. like. Read I really, like, I really like explaining things in questions such as these, which I feel PA does a lot as well. And she also mentioned that her inner hippie was coming out in this question. Inner hippie. Inner hippie. Like the he- yeah, the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Did you ever ask her like to explain what PAA was? Performing yeah. Arts Academy. Like she didn't I feel exp- like it's general, just performing arts. Your no, whole- she she did ask in one of the questions, but she just asked. She just said, "Oh, it's really nice and fun, and everybody's um, gonna." Okay, well, yeah, that's what PAA is basically. And I, I mean, I guess I would. Would you guys like? Do you guys think you would recommend someone PAA? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I'm I actually myself. I actually I wanted to, to take it. Huh? I wanted to take it, uh-huh. but I couldn't because of IB. Oh, okay. So I stuck, stuck, just stuck to IB because everybody I knew already was in IB. Yeah, it was either IB or PA. Yeah. Peer pressure. IB! Also, for us, at our school, there's a certain limit at how many students can take PAA. Uh-huh. So you have to sign up before everybody else signs up. Yeah, I think PAA could be, like, a really good experience for people who, like, are more invested in uh, performing arts. Like, if you're more invested in that, then I don't think IB would be, like, the best option, or, or CP either, because, like, if there's a program for, like, something you want to do, then you should probably get into it, yeah. like, attempt to get into it. Yeah. So if you're, like, interested in performing arts, then, like, you should, like, any upcoming sophomores should go into <laughs> PAA. Anyone else has anything else to add, JD? Thank you for coming on the show, JD. We really appreciated you. Thank you. Your, okay. your virtual assistance was much appreciated. <laughs> it's um, you're welcome. My pleasure, sir. Hey, 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 Okay. So we're done with the interview, though. Being me, is is glorious time. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I never felt so nice powerful. You should enjoy being Gabby more often. I don't. I don't give that option too often. She's so. a superior <laughs> being. Okay. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What does mean alright? You gotta agree. Yes. Don't you make me the bad guy here? You gotta agree. Okay. Doesn't you want to like bite hard? Because when I had braces, that would hurt. Like, really. Where are we? No, because. Bite people? No, because I'm not hitting on my braces. <laughs> oh. I'm like little piranhas. I mean, we're like currently biting guys. We're biting. You said we're currently biting guys. No, I said like guys we're currently like, oh, biting. Oh, guys. Okay. Talking about biting and hurting people. What about we move on to the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> what? what a great. It's a great segue. Segue, yeah. The next segment, this, yeah is, this, is, this is a great transition sentence. 
That's okay. like one of those cheesy intros, like, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, Zodiac Killer. So, you guys, Priscilla, what do you know about the Zodiac Killer? Yeah, what do you Mostly nothing. Do? I didn't know he was a killer, but his name Zodiac Killer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, where he killed? He killed people in here. I mean, not here, but, like, come on. California. Yeah. Oh, that's basically all I know. Yeah, that's all I know. So me and Kimmy, one time we researched him for three hours. As you should. Like we were really into him. Like. Sadly, we don't exactly remember much, so we had to go over the information again. Like I just remember the story was really interesting. Like I don't here and there because I'll go back and like revisit the story once in a while. Do you think it was interesting just because he was never found? Or did that kind of add some scandalous vibe to it? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, kind of, because in a way, like, he was really, um, so yeah, he was never found, but he would, like, taunt the police a lot. Like, he would give a lot of, um, like, clues of who he was, but yet that, the same, like, mm-hmm. clues would never, like, lead anywhere. So yeah. this was just frustrate, like, the police. So that's what found him, like, interesting? In a way. Like, I don't know, like, I never found really in- serial killers that interesting, because, I don't know, I just found them scary, mostly. <laughs> Like, I guess, like, I would be intrigued as well because of all, like, the puzzles he left behind and, like, a lot of things. There's still a lot of things to decipher from him. He's probably, like, dead now, but, like, there's no point in catching him. That's what everybody thinks, just to, like... Watch him be alive. (laughs) Be your dad, Priscilla. Watch him... Hey! (laughs) You said he wasn't alive around the same time. Because Gabby said that, like, it was in the 1960s and my brain automatically thought, oh my god, the Zodiac Killer was born in the 1960s, like, my dad! But he wasn't. He was active in the <laughs> yeah, 1960s. He was active in the 1960s. <laughs> he was born in the 1960s murdering people already. How about I give you guys an introduction to the Zodiac Killer? Okay. Go for it. Okay, first I'm going to read you guys something the Zodiac Killer himself said. Nice. Quotes. Quote. A quote from the Zodiac Killer. I like killer. killing people because it's so much fun. Quote. End quote. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah. In July of 1969, a letter arrived at the San Francisco Examiner newspaper containing those chilling words in a coded message. The sender, the soon-to-be notorious Zodiac, a serial killer who terrorized North California in the late 1960s and early 1970s, with a combination of grisly murders and a bizarre public letter brimming with horrific details, wait, horrific threats, Demented demands and mysterious ciphers teasing his identity. Is it ciphers or ciphers? Ciphers. Ciphers. So, um. Um, This is from (laughs) history.com. The Zodiac Killer. Timeline. Okay. By Michael. By Michael who? By By Michael. Michael Butterfield. Michael Butterfield. Michael Butterfield. Michael Butterfield. I, I was talking too much earlier, so now I can't pronounce words properly. All this time you've been here. Didn't you say here. routine once? Routine. Uh, routine. Routine. Okay, <laughs> I was thinking about root, but then it added the I and E at the end, so automatically my mind went routine. Right, routing. Well, then how do you explain a combined company? <laughs> oh no, I just forgot how to how even what that word even how that word even sounded at all. Kimmy, aren't you like the reader here? Reading, not speaking. There's a difference. You talk a lot. Uh, No, I do not. Do I talk a lot? Yeah. Not really. In the podcast, you're like the second most talkative. Who's the first? You. You. Oh. Oh. Who else would be? No, it's me. I'm the most talkative one here. And then, and then who else after that? Then it's Gabby. It's Priscilla, Yakima, Gabby, then me. 
I lose it. Mm, whatever. <laughs> okay, so. First <laughs> murders by the Zodiac Killer. Santa Barbara. The place? Yes. The place. This okay. took place in Santa Barbara. <laughs> no, Santa Barbara. Yeah, the Saint Kim, you know, like. <laughs> the Saint, yeah. This happened June 4th, 1963. Yay. Okay. Want me to go on this? Or you go. You can go on this. Okay. So. Robert, like paraphrase what this was with Robert Domingos and his fiance Linda Edwards. They were seniors at Lompoc High School, Lompoc? and they decided to use Senior Ditch Day to go sunbathe on a beach near Gaviota State Park. Gaviota. Um, these two teenagers did not return home by Wednesday, so Robert's father uh, was the one who went to the beach, but he found their bodies lying together inside the remains of a crumbling shack. They, they were found bound with rope, and they, the police said that they were, were sh- signs that they uh, tried to escape, but were shot and killed. Robert was shot 11 times, while Linda was shot 9 times. The killer dragged their bodies to the shack where he tried and failed to start a fire. The investigators had a few leads, but eventually in 1972, the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Department um, announced a connection to the Zodiac uh, Killer. The beach killer... Uh, the beach killer used Winchester Western Super X ammunition, which is actually the same ammunition that was used by the Zodiac during the 1968 murders on Lake Herman Road. And uh, there yes. were also similarities between this murder and an, uh, the Zodiac's attack on a couple near Lake Berryessa. Which is a case we will um, talk about later. Kimmy, yeah. you need to have your own segment where you go like, I am Kim Alvarez, welcome back to Sip Kid News. <laughs> <laughs> I like a real that. news reporter. Do I really sound like a news reporter? Yeah. yeah. You, do. you, well, you should like one. paraphrase mostly what they say. I was. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot. I was a lot then. <laughs> I and like you. You don't want me to read what it said on here. <laughs> it's like a damn novel. I just use the main words. Oh. Like main words. Like like Santa Barbara C- County Sheriff's Department because. Because, I mean, that's yeah. the title. And then, Winchester <laughs> Western Super X. Wait, so that was, like, his first kill or, like, the first kill that was the first to connect him to? That was the, the first, first kill. kill. that was his and connected to. Oh, okay. <laughs> his, his first, um, what's it called? Strike. Strike? Strike? <laughs> what is know. this, baseball? Yeah, I know. <laughs> his introduction to the world. I, I can't find another word to say this. Where he gained fame. Yeah, where he started. His debut, his debut, his debut, his <laughs> debut. You make it sound like a pop star. I mean, who knows? Okay. Oh. <laughs> so the next case that um, has been confirmed to be um, that he did was in Benicia, and basically it's the Benicia, December twentieth, nineteen ninety. I mean, nineteen sixty-six. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Sorry. And <laughs> so. So the victims in this were um, Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday, who were basically going to like their first date, and they went out to this like um oh yeah I don't know it's just a cool um fact I guess but basically it was their first date and they're the guy David he basically like promised um Betty's parents that he would be home that they would be home by 11 which you know kind of like in a way helped discover that they were missing i guess oh okay but they would be back by 11 p.m and so they basically went to um 
this lover's lane spot in Lake Hernan Road in Benicia, California, which is basically like in the middle of the woods. And it's just like an op- like an open spot, I guess, and like people would just park there. And so, um, uh, moments later, like after being there for a while, another driver noticed that there was two lifeless bodies there. Mm-hmm. On the side of the road, and um, they discovered the Benicia police discovered that Betty Lou was dead with five bullet wounds. 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 Wow, like turning to Kimmy. Wow, rude. <laughs> In her back, and David was found next to the Rambler, which is basically kind of the outside mm-hmm. of the car, with a bullet wound in his head, but he was still breathing when he was found. Oh. And there was also <laughs> bullet. <laughs> you say it like that. He had a shot in the head. How was are, you, are you disappointed? No, you sound like disappointed that <laughs> no. he was alive. Well, why did they kill the girl? But then, like, they, I mean, they, well, no, there were men. They, they both died. They both died. Oh, they both yeah. died. Yeah, like. Oh, I thought he lit. He, she, let she, she her finish. Breathing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Juan, shut up. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> you know what? It should be like my catchphrase should be Yeah, Juan, shut up. I always say like okay, at least this, twice. This podcast is gonna this be a podcast. fucking bleed. That's gonna be your senior <laughs> quote. Hey Juan, shut up. <gasps> <laughs> it should. <That> amazing. <laughs> like, Juan's like just gonna cry in a corner now. Like, damn it, he gave me a good idea. <laughs> like, damn it, I gave her a good idea. Okay, anyways. Be like, damn it, Gabby. That can be your first so. I mean, cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. He was still breathing when he was found, and there was also bullet um, holes in the car's roof and the back window, indicating that, basically, in a way, this kind of shows that it was, like, uh, warning shots to force the, um, like, the people out of the vehicle. Because it wasn't, like, directly to them, it was, like... But at the same time, the fact that, like, I guess because the number of, um, bullet, like, bullet wounds in each person, in a way, I can feel like he wasn't, like, aiming right in a way like he was like the first few shots were actually on purpose oh. but he might have missed you know because uh-huh. like the girl had the five right and the guy only had one uh. if you think about it that could be like oh like he tried uh-huh. but he missed several times and um so the crime scene kind of like identified the ammunition as Winchester Western Super X co- uh, X copper coated and it also indicated that the killer used a .22 caliber possibly a CJ Higgins Model 80 semi-automatic pistol mm-hmm. and there really aren't known why they were targeted like the two teenagers were targeted. Wait, so at really this know. point, were they able to connect that case to Zodiac to yeah. the one previously? Yes. So, yeah, this is one of the confirmed cases. Because there's okay. like, he also admitted to several other cases, but uh-huh. has like, they aren't really known if he did or not. Wait, not can I read the next one? Are you going to read straight from it? Oh. Dude, I want to see how he paraphrases it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Big kid be on so. the <laughs> Say the name right and Okay, the date. so I know the. I know. That's the date. Okay, so the next um, murder happened. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) The next murder happened um, in Vallejo. I think Vallejo, California. Um, It was on 
the date that it happened, which oh, was <laughs> July 4th, 1969. Okay, um, so the victim was a 22-year-old whose name was Darlene Farine. Um, Darlene Farine? Yeah, she was a mother, and she was a restaurant, and she was a restaurant waitress. She was a restaurant? And she was a restaurant waitress. I buy a cool restaurant. Um, her, she's dead. I know. No, she said, he said she's a restaurant. Okay, um. She was a waitress. Uh, she, she was a waitress. Yeah, she was a waitress. At, a waitress. Uh, why do you guys always have to make fun of me? You do it! <laughs> okay, um, on the night of July 4th, like on, yeah, on 4th of July, she was picked up by her friend, Michael Mago, and, um, <laughs> and, um, a few, like, technical difficulties, we're having, like, laughing hyenas in the room. <laughs> Laugh, get away from the mic. It's spiking up. Yeah, I keep spiking up. Get away. I'm crying from one side only. I can't. Okay, um, she was, and, okay, I'll rephrase it. On the night of 4th of July, um, she was picked up by her friend, Michael Magu, and, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Mago. Mago. Michael Mago, and stopped her covert in the parking lots of Blue Spring, Blue Rock Springs Park. <laughs> Wait, That's you, what it's called. Are you paraphrasing? Phrasing? Yes. Okay, stop interrupting me, Yakima. <laughs> oh my god. More hyenas. Oh my god. Okay. What's so funny about a murder? Yeah, why are you guys <laughs> laughing at a freaking murder? I'm laughing at Priscilla. <laughs> the way that was the like, first time I can't. Laugh until this. Okay. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Give me the call. Okay. Um, so, basically, Darlene's friend later told, um, the police that, um, he saw another vehicle that was pulled into the lot at around the same time, and they, like, came and then left, like, a couple minutes after they arrived. Um, he says the driver got out of the car and shined a bright light, uh, and then he fired the handgun. It was a 9mm handgun. Um, Michael was shot in the jaw, um, his shoulder and leg. Um, while Darlene was hit, like, in several areas at, several areas with several bullets. At around 1240, um, a call was traced to a gas station payphone. Um, and a man rang the Vallejo Police Department. Uh, he claimed responsibility for the murders on Lake Herman Road as well. Um, the police dispatcher later said that the caller spoke in a low, like, bland tone. Um, and he was saying, I want to report a murder. If you will go one mile east on Columbus Parkway, you will find kids in a brown car. They were shot with a 9mm Luger. I was also killed those kids last year. Goodbye. That was a quote directly from, I guess, the Zodiac Killers, what police believe it was. Um, Darlene died at the arrival of a hospital, but her friend Michael survived. Oh, yeah. So, basically, the other... I think he admits to he admits to the earlier murder the one with the lake barriers wait no it wasn't lake barriers was yeah the, it was lake barriers no but he admitted to the um benicia one the benicia one yeah, yeah. okay and then yeah then after that he sent um several letters to the vallejo times herald and he also sent others to the san francisco chronicle and it kind of cons those consisted of like codes, right? Yeah, either like codes or like threatening to publish those codes too. 
because they didn't do it. So basically, um, those those codes, like those letters, like they didn't follow like a necessary um type of cryptology, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was like in a way they were kind of like made by himself, like. But at the same, they were also kind of alluding to other things, right? Like we. Yeah, they didn't always like apply to like the thing recently or just like one murder or things like that. Is that what you're saying? No, like I'm saying about the codes. Like he kind of made them up, but at the same time they were also kind of inspired by other things. Oh. Like astrology, right? Yeah, the codes. Um, they said that it it included some uh, astrology signs, uh-huh. like. I'm guessing zodiac signs, maybe. That's the name. Yeah. And, um, like, he also admits to several things. I remember, like, he kind of admits to murders, he threatens, he kind of also shares, like, um, details about his past murders, he shares details about murders he, um, he's planning to commit and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was called the Zodiac Killer because, like, some of his cryptograms, uh, included the astrological symbols or, again, references to. He also used to begin his letters with, this is the Zodiac Killer speaking, right? This is the Zodiac speaking. Yeah, this is the Zodiac speaking. And he had a mark, like, his only, you know, mark. It was, like, basically a circle with, like, a A cross through it. A signature? Like, it was a signature, basically. Yeah, and then I believe he put that in one of the, in one of his murders, he actually put that on one of the cars. Yeah. So, after the Vallejo incident, there was um, Lake Berryessa, which happened on September 27th, 1969. Happened on a Saturday um, in September, and the college student Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shefford were at Lake Berryessa. Uh, they said that a man appeared holding a gun, wearing a, hoodie, a hooded costume, which had a, the white circle with a stitched over his chest. And he said that he had escaped from a prison, needed money and a car to escape to Mexico. The stranger uh, bound their wrists with pre-cut lengths of plastic clotheslines. And then without warning, he plunged a large knife into Brian's back six times and stabbed Cecilia ten times. The man walked to Brian's car and then with the pen, he drew a cross circle on the door with the dates and locations of the previous attacks. And at 7.40 p- uh, p.m. is when a man called Napa Police Department and reported the supposed double murder. But when they belie- when the police got there, um, there was a caller who directed the police to the scene and confessed, saying the one- that he was the one who did it. And that's when they traced the phone call to a car wash in Napa. Cecilia died two days later, but Brian actually survived. So there's kind of a trend about the guys just surviving and the woman dying. I don't know. Yeah, that's what Priscilla happened. said earlier. How there's a trend of the guys surviving, surviving and, like, the woman die. Oh, yeah. Like, like when all the couples, like, yeah. the guy always lives. And I'm like, how is that? There's no way that's a coincidence, right? Like, I guess it could. I mean, some of the couples both die, but yeah. Unless, like, the Zodiac kind of, kind of gets off to, like, scaring the guy, almost, like, giving him a near-death experience that almost, like, dehumanizes him in a way. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. me in a way. You have any comments, Juan? Uh, no. I also noticed what Priscilla was saying that the mostly only lived women died. Um, and I guess I don't know what else to say about that. I guess it was just like the only thing I really noticed. We're so observant. Yeah, I we know. are. <laughs> and okay, so basically, the this was the last murder, right? That was um, 
happens. But like this is the last murder that was um like confirmed to be his, I believe. Yeah. And it's the Paul Stein case, which occurred oh, in. Yeah, well, yeah, in San Francisco, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul but Stein, the guy, Paul the victim was Paul Stein. I don't know why I thought Paul Stein was a place. <laughs> I was like, in Palestine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder it sounded similar. <laughs> so, yeah, so this was, the San Francis- this was in San Francisco, October the 11th, um, 1969. And, yeah, like I said earlier, the victim was Paul Stein. He was a 28-year-old student and a husband who worked as a cab driver in San Francisco. And so basically what happens in this case is that um, he, since he was a taxi driver, he picked up this guy who obviously um, was like paying for him to take him somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he took him to a destination of the upscaled Presidio Heights neighborhood. And at the intersection of the streets, Washington and Cherry, uh, the, va- the passenger basically shot um, Stein in the back of the head and he removed a piece of the victim's shirt. But he manages to walk away before the um, police arrives. And the police radio mistakenly described the suspect as a black man. And basically, I've heard of this before, but they one of the people on like, one of the people within the house, inside the houses on that street. Who uh-huh. heard the gunshot? They um, mistook the like they kind of like you know described how he looked, but I don't remember if like they they were the one who made the mistake or if the police misunderstood m- misunderstood. But um, they confused him for a black man, like mm-hmm. the guy who killed him was a black man. And then did it? And then the police, as they're going to the scene. They passed by the guy who actually murdered. Yeah, and who was white, but it was the was exact white. description. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, instead of, like, you know, being black, he was white. Yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, like, they passed by him. They really didn't know about this. This was, like, their one chance. And they missed it. And they missed it. And yeah. fingerprints on, found on the cab driver's side of the cab um, were described to be belong to, belong to the um, killer. And off the um, description given, they also made a sketch of him, <laughs> provided by the. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Who could have been describing the killer? And um, this is where they kind of like found out. Like the, he then later on. In the San Francisco Chronicle, they received an envelope with the letter from the Zodiac, and um. He basically admits to being the murderer of the taxi driver in one of his letters. And it also contained one of the bloodstained pieces of Paul Stein's shirt, which he had obviously taken before leaving the scene. But he denied leaving fingerprints and claimed that the police sketch was inaccurate because he had worn a disguise. And he sends uh, multiple other letters to the Chronicle, I guess the San Francisco Chronicle. And yeah. a letter just to a famous attorney? Huh? A letter just to a famous attorney? Yes. Two. Okay. This the next one we're gonna talk about is not actually uh confirmed. A confirmed uh 
Well, it's not even a murder because the victim was able to escape, but it was actually near the Modesto area, which we found interesting. Which honestly. yeah, it was really interesting. Um, it was they it has it marked as a possible zodiac. So this was actually um, <coughs> so, um on March twenty second, nineteen seventy. It was on a Sunday, late March. Um, twenty two year old Kathleen John Johns. Um, she had a ten month old infant daughter, and she was pregnant. Uh, she left San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Oh, shit. Bernardino. Yeah. Bernardino. California. And was going to go to Petamula, Petaluma in the northern part of the state. Um, she traveled on Highway uh, 132 near Modesto when another vehicle made her pull over because there was something indicating that there was something wrong with her car. When the person came out they went and pretended um it was a loose wheel they said that they had a, a loose wheel so the person actually uh fixed the loose wheel she had but she continued driving off after that and ended up having to stop because when the person messed with the wheel um it like completely messed it up so yeah, she couldn't instead of helping driving. them they actually messed it up even more yeah so the so man was planned anyway. yeah the man offered to drive kathleen to a service station so she got into the car and they actually passed several uh service stations but she asked him like um why he wasn't stopping he didn't just he didn't say anything he she said that he didn't actually do it like make any indication that she was gonna like hurt her or anything but she was asking but he was acting really like you know sketchy uh they drove around for like two hours i think and then once she realized that this was not ending good and it was too sketchy uh, when he stopped at a stop sign she actually jumped out of the car with her daughter and just ran into the field and then the driver just closed the door and drove off and then that's when the they uh they went to the police station after that and she identified the stranger as the zodiac because of the police sketch they had Nice. Nice. <laughs> Why is not your routine your quote should just be nice? Nice. How was high school? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so basically another thing that I want to mention, which I guess we could research more about right now. Mm-hmm. But um I don't remember when this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Like if it was between one of the murders or like at, well not between but like in between the cases or after he is um he finished. He basically, um, <laughs> he basically, uh, so he agrees to be on a TV, to call to a TV show. It was like a morning show, I believe. Uh-huh. Good oh, morning, okay. Denver. <laughs> Denver? Oh, no, it's supposed to make it in my head. Is he in California? Well, yeah, he was Good in California. Good morning, California. But it was Denver's like a really... state? No, it's a city. And, um, basically, he, like... He agrees to be on it, and he actually calls and gives details, but later admits to not being the one who actually called. So yeah. he, like, had someone call for him. This was, a. Uh, they they had to decipher this after, this was one of the messages that was deciphered, and um, this is what it said. I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber, because it will send me to paradise. All the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. 
so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life, and will because my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. So basically, he was crazy. I guess, but like, oh wait, I have two things that uh-huh. that same letter like just made me think. It's that um, for one, do you think he believed that the people he killed would become his slaves in the afterlife? Wait, are you asking that? Yeah, like, or what he believed. Think? Yeah. I guess that's what it is. That's that's because I guess that's what it's saying because he said, um, I have enough slaves. Wait, is that what it said? No, good. Yeah, I now have enough slaves to work for me where everybody else has nothing when they reach paradise. So there's that. And two, do you think that since like he just randomly stops killing all of a sudden, could it be that he's basically saying like goodbye, I'm gonna kill myself after this? I think so because here he I, says, and this is why he's never because caught he either. says, "I am not afraid of the gas chamber," mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, and also when he says, "Um, where everybody else has nothing when they reach paradise, so they are afraid of death." I am not afraid of death. So he's saying he's like, he's almost saying that like, he's fulfilled what he's wanting to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not afraid of death. Honestly, he's kind of like asking for it. <laughs> yes, one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so from this layer, I think he's just like a. Tr- I think this layer is just like a troll. I think. Well, in my opinion, he's just like, at this point, he's just making fun of the police. Like, none of it really Doesn't makes he sense. always make fun of police? Yeah, he's that's like, he's continue. famous a lot of it yeah, because he's making fun. So maybe, like, none of his, like, ciphers actually mean anything important. Like, they did, though. They did because they actually admitted to a lot of, like, uh-huh. murders. But that's not, like, anything, I guess, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, it's mostly just, like, trolling. It's not going to obviously reveal his identity. Like, cipher, deciphering what it's saying is not going to No, well, not, not its identity. Uh-huh. Just... Just like details uh-huh. about next murders and things like that. Like I know there's a letter too that he sends where he's basically saying that he wants to murder um kids as they're coming off a bus. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me. And I know it becomes like a big panic for like. The Wait, so he wants to? Did yeah, he actually he, do it. He didn't. He wanted to. Stop trying to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bite ear or something. <laughs> No, um, letter to the Chronicle, postmarked April 20, 1970. Included a 13-symbol cipher and a diagram of a bomb designed to kill children on a school bus. The Zodiac denied responsibility for a recent police station bombing that killed an officer. And the actual letter says, this is the Zodiac speaking. By the way, have you cracked the lost di- cipher I sent you? My name is... And then it, they don't really have one. I am mildly genuine curious as to how much money you have on my head now i hope you do not think that i was the one who wiped out that blue meanie meanie it says meanie with a bomb at the cop station even though i talked about killing school children with one it's just it just wouldn't do to move in on someone else and then it i can't read the letter because i'm reading the actual letter right now yeah it's kind of but there is more (laughs) gloomy in killing a cop than a kid because a cop can shoot back. I have killed 10 people to date. It would have been a lot more except that my bus bomb was a dad. What? Was it dad? Dud. 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 Wait, where is it? It's right there. We can't really uh, see that word. I was swamped out by the rain we had a while back. And then the new bomb is set up like this. 
Oh yeah, he and then he threatens like threatens that he's gonna bomb. Places yeah, and too. then it ho and then it shows how it's set up. It's and then A and B are photoelectric switches. When sunbeam is broken, A closes circuit, B opens, which makes the B the cloudy day. And then discon eat, so the bomb won't go off by acid. By acid. P.S. I hope you have a fun trying to trying to figure out who I killed. And then that's the letter he sent about the bus and the children. But weren't there like a lot of copycats? Like how do they know they're like his letters exactly? Well, like that you can figure out the handwriting. Uh-huh. You know, you a lot of people, cops, and people can figure out if your hand letter, handwriting or signature is legit. Uh-huh. What if the reason he's never been caught is because this wasn't one person, but like, like, a, like an organization. And I was like, yeah, that I can't. <laughs> because it, right. it never, because it doesn't, because it doesn't mm-hmm. say Zodiac killer. That's what uh-huh. we call him. It's mm-hmm. just the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. The and the Zodiac has several people. And because they always find several like fingerprints that are like they can't def- like you know mm-hmm. identify. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't specify it's different. They just can't identify them, which I feel then, like, huh? The fingerprints. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah. I feel like it would try to look up and see if like all the fingerprints were the same or different. You guys have like any comments so far? Like, what do you guys think? Well, or? I saw that theory once. That was once spoken by for a while. It was like on a TV show. Um, I forgot what to use. No, it was American Horror Story, I think. I mm. forgot. But yeah, it just showed that it was a bunch of people. I don't know. It was like a little, like, fan-made. I don't know what to say. It. But it was like their own interpretation of the Zodiac Killer. And it was just like multiple groups of people trying, I don't know. Whoa. That's like fiction, so I don't actually know what the true story really is. Do you have any comments, Priscilla? Not really. Uh, okay. Her S- comments are nice. Nice. Let me see the right one. Nice. 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 Do you have like any possible questions? Probably. Are you nice? <laughs> Are you nice? Is he nice? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, he no, wasn't very not. vibey. If you he think wasn't vibey, he wasn't vibey with him. I don't think I would have vibed with him. No, actually, we both like zodiac and astrology. Astrology. You are his descendant. Oh. Or her, honestly. It been I think it's because they only found fingerprints. At the taxi driver killing. That's it. Oh, that oh. just did. Oh. Yeah, they didn't find any. Maybe if it was an organization, that was a rookie. That was the rookie. <laughs> and so far, according to the, like the cases they found, I think, or like um, the ones he's like um, admitted to, because he like <laughs> he's admitted to thirty-seven, but none of them having confirmed that it was his. Only seven. Yeah. With only five of those dead. Like, five victims dead. But, basically, who was the guy that has been the most, like... Because there's one guy that they found that has been, like, um... Oh, the biggest suspect. The biggest suspect, yeah. Let me find it. Okay. So, so it's during during the 1990s. uh, Several investigators said that they have found the Zodiac killer. Apparently, identified him. Um, The the suspect most often cited was Arthur Lay Allen. Um, He lived from 1933 to to 92. Um, A Vallejo Californian 
school teacher who had been institution institutionalized in 1975 for style for child molestation. Those identification with the Zodiac killer has never been sustained. So yeah. And now that you mentioned school teachers, I remember that one of the letters, because a lot of the letters they would like uh, make them public, on like the San Francisco Chronicle and the Vallejo Times Herald. And Herald or something yeah. like that. He because I remember also that um, he sent them one. He's like publish it on the, on the newspaper, but they didn't do it, so he threatened them. Oh. Yeah, and um, oh. and like he would like you know they would release the codes. And for a time, there was, like, a lot of people who would, uh, like, you know, obviously try to decipher them. And one of the codes, I think it was the 480? The 480 one? 480? Or the 3... I forgot which one it was, but they got it got, like, mostly um, deciphered by a school teacher in Salinas and his wife. That's what I remember. You remember mm. what it said? I think that was the one about shooting the kids. I believe so. And I remember there was like 56 characters that they were able to decipher. So it was... Um, so 400 a cipher um, was decoded by a pair of private civil civ citizens. And then the 340 cipher was decoded in 2020 by a team of three amateur code breakers. In December. So it was the 408 cipher that was decoded by the... By the school teacher? Probably. I think so. It doesn't say who. Mm -hmm. Let me search. Because I remember, because, okay, I kind of researched him a little bit, like that, those letters. Because um, I was doing it for my um, exhibition for TOK. He was oh, yeah, one of my exactly objects. What you did that? Like, what did you do exactly there? Well, let me see if I even remember what I did. Like, what, like, what, like, did you, like, his, one of his, like, letters, or what? Yeah, because it was, like, that was one of my objects that were specific. Mm -hmm. And what I was trying to, like, um, oh, yeah. explain was that how, um, like, the public kind of helped, mm -hmm. you know, in deciphering when, like, you know, a new perspective helped yeah. as a tool, you know? Yeah, the 408 cipher was solved by a North Salinas school teacher, Donald Harridan, and his wife, Betty. Betty. <laughs> and it took 15 years to solve the 340 by Mr. and Mrs. Harrods Harden. 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 Yeah, Harden. Wait, no. Come the on. No, the <laughs> three, no, I said that wrong. The 340 cipher took 51 years to solve, while the 408 one took Mr. and Mrs. Harden only a week to solve. Who are Mr. and Mrs. Harden? The what? ones who solved the 408 cipher. Oh. North Salinas school teacher. So are these like, um, what are they? They're just people like, in the no, book. No, but like the ciphers, like, are they like from a different language or are they just like... No, they're like, they're in English, but oh. the characters are like, half of them are like made up or they like... Oh. Like, they're not really like characters that... Oh, um, like your secret language, Gabby. Yeah. It has astrological, it what's it called? Significance? References or... Oh. Yeah. Symbol, astrological symbols and references. It includes some of those. Wait, so Gabby, you know, wait, explain your TOK um, exhibition again? I just did. Oh, okay. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I can tell. <laughs> you know, I kind of really like learning about 
serial killers. Why? I know, me too. I don't know, it's just interesting. Oh, like, why they're, do they interest The you? process of thought, like, they're like, you know, yeah, the process of thinking. Are you guys one of those weird people that find them, like, hot? No. no. What? There's people, like, making TikTok yeah, edits about Ted Bundy. No, not like that. Like, it's just I can like, change I've him. I've seen some about the Menendez brothers. Yeah, about the Menendez. And then what's it called? The, the Nightcrawler guy? I forgot his name. The Nightcrawler? Yeah. Oh, I've heard of him. Uh-huh. I don't remember his name. They always though. make edits. Like, they're like, I guess they find them attractive. And You're on a weird edits. side of TikTok, my boy. My, my boy? boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't yeah. going to say my guy. And remember apparently like, like that guy. one guy that was like going around killing people like during quarantine? What? There was? Yeah. He was, like, posting it on Facebook or whatever. I don't before keep making, up with the news. People were making, like, edits of him, and I was like, what the hell? Oh. What sort of TikTok are you on? Thirsty people TikTok. Like, I don't, like... That's always something you should kiss yourself. Like, I really... I'm not a thirsty person. I really like to listen, like, crimes, or just unsolved murders overall. Yeah. Because they're just interesting, like, the why weren't they, like, they're just fun to play around and, like, try to, like, solve yourself, you know? Using the details you've got, too. I'd probably never be able to solve it. I just... So, do you guys want to be, like, crime solvers? Probably no. not. It's just a hobby. <laughs> it's just a hobby. I'm too... I'm, my, I don't have enough brain cells for that. Yeah, yeah, you do. No, I don't. Not for solving crime murders or uh-huh. crime murders. Uh-huh. You know, crime murders or things like that. Well, you get, like, training to do it, so you could probably do I it. am not that great at solving what's <laughs> called riddles or, you I'm know, things brain like cells, so. Remind me never to go in escape room with you. Oh, escape room for so long. We should do one. We should Actually, do one. I want to do a sca- an escape room. Have you guys done one before? Yeah, I've done no. one. I've done one too. I like did you, you pass it or not? Oh, we were so close. <laughs> we were so close too. We just needed one more puzzle left. You know, ours was like a scientist that was like experimenting on plants or something. Oh. And like the experiment went wrong and we had to go retrieve something. And then we had to use like weird. We, it was so weird. Mine was like a mummy one. We were like in Egypt or whatever. And we had to like solve and find like, I don't know, the mummy. I don't know. Where'd you guys go? I went to London. Down, though, it was like I, one in downtown. I went. Yeah. Mine was in Vienna when I went to London. Oh, oh, London. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, mine went to the downtown Modesto, like Modesto escape room. I don't know. Is it always? Yeah, the there's same? one there. There's, no, there's on 13th Street, there's I three think. different ones. They're all like different levels. Like we did the yeah. easiest one. It was so much math, and I spent like a good tw- ten minutes on one that didn't need that was like a uh, wrong puzzle or whatever. We That's should go back to the, We should go back to the one that you did so you can help us. And then we could feel victorious. I know the math was so hard. I was not understanding it. There were like a thousand minus something. I was like, where the hell did you? You're using like easy math, but big numbers. Like really big numbers. You couldn't use your phone. I don't know. I no one used their phone. Can you bring a calculator? I don't know. Bring <laughs> one with you. I think they make you like leave your stuff outside. <laughs> That's like, how they steal your information, bro. You guys see your phone locked? Like two other interesting like uh, mysteries that are unsolved that I really liked. It was okay, like, we'll there was one about, um, like, this wasn't about a serial killer, but it was, like, about, have you guys ever heard the case of John Bonet? I think her name was yeah, John Bonet Ramsey. Yeah. Where it was, like, a little girl that got murdered. Yeah. But in her that. house. Uh-huh. And, like, you've never, they've never found the killer, but there's, like, a lot of, uh, It was her brother. <laughs> like, one thinks it's her brother. I kind of think it might be the brother, too, but at the same uh-huh. time, I feel like it's not. I don't know. I, I haven't settled with Like, they did an interview on him. He was, like, smiling the entire time he was talking about it. But at the same time, he looked nervous. I don't know. He's Some people smile know. when they're nervous. Yeah. Well, I did, too. It was, like, he looked happy. Smile. I wasn't, like, a nervous My smile. mom laughs when she's nervous, so. <laughs> 
And then there was like this one that me and Priscilla and some of other of our friends, the Elisa Ham was it? Oh yeah. Or Lamb or Ham or I forgot her name. I think it was Elisa Lamb. Yeah. Where she was found in the Cecil Hotel in downtown um, L.A. In the water In a water oh, tank. What at is. the top of the hotel. Oh, there was this... I but actually saw a TikTok about a guy who was, like, this woman. They were, like, walking by a hotel or whatever. And she's like, you want to go into the hotel? She just casually pulled open the doors. And, like, the people went inside or something. And were making a big deal out of it. I was like, what, what, what's going on? And then he pointed out the water tower. Oh. And you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting because the last thing, like found about her was a tape of her in the elevator but she seems to be freaking out she's just acting like oddly yeah and people oh. there's like theories about her playing the elevator game and then like there's some like she was just you know not on her meds <laughs> like or on her meds oh, yeah over no. like overdosing or she just didn't take them because she wasn't didn't she have mental issues yeah she had like mental issues yeah she was also kind of suicidal i think mm-hmm. wait um. is this where what i don't know if you told me it's like <laughs> the top floor but you didn't know how to get up to the yeah there was yeah. like no there was like there, there was ways but if yeah. she was like still at the same it was through a fire escape which could be easy access and there was a door yeah and there was a door but the door would always be locked that's the thing and i don't know how they said it but they said that she most likely had to take the door based on the footage or something well yeah because on the outside if she was on her meds for the outside she would probably fall in to her death probably she used the fire escape which, but there was also, like, it was a popular thing where, um, a lot of people would go up, like, to the top. Yeah. You know, and they would just hang out there because there's, like, a lot of cigarettes. And, yeah. like, In know, the beginning of the, document, the, of the documentary that we watched, it was like, oh, nobody can get up here. And then they talked about how there's a lot of graffiti up there. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you know my dad actually watched this? I don't remember, though. Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> now that he probably watched it. I think that's what he's been watching it, things on. Yeah, but it was, like, an interesting case, because it's, like, we don't really know if she got murdered. How'd she even get in there, too? Yeah, yeah how she mm-hmm. even got in, if she, like, just went in by herself because she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Or if someone literally shoved her in. We'll never know. You know what kind of a theory I have is that maybe the person was already up there. No, they sense. didn't see any, but on the cameras, they didn't see anybody, though. No. But that's the weird thing, because there's a lot of things, because there's, like, a lot of things that don't really add up. Like, first of all, how how does the hotel not catch anything? Yeah, because all she's the last thing she's seen is on the elevator. They don't but have, the elevator doesn't go to the roof. Like, and also, what about the hallway? Yeah, they don't have the, the yeah, they don't have cameras in the hallways or anything. No, that's a weird thing. But on the lower floors, they do. Yeah, this is what I spit the manager. I'm kidding. I think that's a joke that we had when we were watching the documentary. Everybody's yeah. like, "It's the manager." <laughs> <laughs> it's the manager. But yeah, there's like a lot of things that don't add up at the same time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Are there any last comments? No. No. Serial killers. I don't know. They're weirdos. Interesting to watch. So, okay. Watch. Okay. All well, right. not watch, learn but like it. learn about them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let me have my moment now. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, listening to us talk about a bunch of serial killers, and also me and Gabby role playing as Gabby and JD. That was fun. It was very interesting, and thank you, again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>